For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to State of State. This podcast is presented by Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, plus your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. State of State is presented by BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, State of State is a proud supporter of Blue White Outfitters. Blue White Outfitters was created as a retail shop meant to highlight the confidence, competitiveness, and fearlessness of the elite athletes found throughout the history of Penn State University. All sales from Blue White Outfitters directly benefit Penn State student-athletes. Visit www.bluewhiteoutfitters.com today. And if you're looking for the perfect beer for Penn State football season, we've got you covered with the State IPA. Special thanks to our friends at Funk Brewing for creating the best tailgate and game day beer for Nittany Lion fans. State IPA will be available at beer distributors, grocery stores, Funk's tap rooms, plus select bars and restaurants beginning on Thursday, August 31st. Visit funkbrewing.com slash beers slash state dash IPA to learn where and how you can get state IPA. Visit the website in the description of this podcast for more information. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Along with Justin King, I'm Tom Hannafin. This is State of State, and we are joined by former Penn State running back Journey Brown, one of the original members of the Lawn Boys. Journey, we so appreciate you joining us. Uh, so many fond memories of your time playing, and I know you and Justin have a great history together, being as a part of the team in two different capacities at the same time. But uh, for those that don't know, what are you doing now? What's going on? Uh, actually, I live down in uh, North Carolina, uh, Charlotte area, um, and I work for a pit crew team down here called Trackhouse Racing and uh, just starting a, a different type of a pathway and getting comfortable with a, with a new team. How exactly did you get into track racing? Because it's super different from, you know, college football. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, it first started because uh, at the time I was done playing, so my mind was everywhere. Uh, I had a lot of opportunities to do ample amount of jobs um, in the football <clears throat> in the football realm, and uh, Chuck Losey actually came up to me and was telling me like NASCAR pit crew would be a good option for me, and he's one of those guys that I trust wholeheartedly. So um, I told him like, yeah, of course. At that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so my 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 uh, my mind and my options were were open to anything and everything, um, and I kind of just took a took a leap at it because I was gonna go out to to California to be like a trainer. And I uh, was going to train from, like, little kids up to, like, the NFL guys just running back and stuff like that and stay in the football realm. And um, 
but just just something was you know I just wanted like a, a switch up or something different um in my life um so and I, I needed me personally I needed to take a little step away from from football so to speak and uh so I was sitting there I was actually at State College with, with Jaden Sider and um the, the the coach for track house racing coach Pete Sean Pete called me and uh, he told me like, hey man, like come down and check it out. Like, and we we're not offering you nothing. We just want you to come see how it is. And that to me was really cool because like I feel like when people try to convince me to do things, I, I just don't, I just don't really do well with that because I'm a grown man, so I'm gonna do whatever I want. Um, so I came down here. Me and my buddy Darius came down, and we stayed with Yitor that plays with the Panthers. Um, we, we stayed with yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. So we we stayed down there at his crib and. Um, I drove up and, and checked out the, the track house and the, the aspect of it. And it was just so different to me. Um, it was like a new learning curve. It was a new challenge. And um, something like in me was kind of like, you know what, JB, just do it, you know? So for me, it was kind of in that aspect of like people, like people there, like I, I started doing that first. And like, you know, like a couple guys were laughing at me because I didn't, it was my first time ever changing a tire. So for me, it was kind of like, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I, I got something for y'all. So for me, it was kind of like I, it was a new challenge. And, and for me in life and in anything I really do, I love to be challenged. And, and that this presented that to me. And it was a switch up. It was something different I had never done before. So uh, for me, like, I'm very decisive. Um, after I uh, put my mind to it, I was just like, you know what, let's do it. So I, I moved down here um, and, and just got right to it. Journey, why did Chuck Losey think that you – former Penn State running back, Journey Brown, would make a good member of a pit crew? Um, well, Losey, Losey and me, like I said, ever since I, I've been there, he's been my strength coach. Um, he he always told me, don't question the card. Like, don't don't ever, like, the, the workout sheet we'd always have, he'd be like, don't question what I put on there. He said, you trust me and I trust you. And uh, ever since then, for real, um, I never questioned him. Uh, there have been times where I'd be like, wait, you, you threw, like, 30 extra pounds on my bench today. Like, what, what, what's, what's wrong with you? And he would just, like, stare at me. And I was just like, all right, don't, don't question the card. Don't question the card. Like, and um, so I always just trusted him. And um, for, for that aspect, he he just believed that I could. And um, he was one of the guys I always have. Uh, so for me, um, it was really cool for him to go out his way to get my name floating around the NASCAR uh, realm, so to speak. And uh, for him to, to take that leap for me, like, hey, man, I really think you could do this. Uh, for me to not believe in uh, kind of what he was saying would just be totally against our relationship. Um, so I, I took that leap, like, I, like, like he told me that I could. So ain't, ain't nothing but a G thing for me to do it. Fair. Shout out, uh, shout out, Chuck. Shout out, Chuck. Yeah, man, that's he, he's, he's the truth, man. He's yeah. the truth for sure. Uh, would that be overall, uh, I'm sure this is the concern of a lot of Penn State fans, is how's your health nowadays? Because, unfortunately, that's why you had to step away from football. Yeah. Like, uh, if you know me very well, I always say I'm an old man. So, like, I, I'm, I might be an old man, but I still, I'm still kicking pretty high. Uh, my health is, is great. Like, I, I feel good. Um, I move around just as, like I did when I was up there. Uh, my, my life is and my health is, uh, I think, as, as well as it can be. Um, every once in a while, you know, you have those little feelings that, like, you know, I have, a, I do have a heart condition. So some days I feel uh, more fatigued than, than what I'd be used to and accustomed to. But for me, like I said, it's just a new challenge for me to, to overcome and, and then step over. Cause like, like I said, I ain't, I've never been no punk. So for me to, to kind of go like that, even if I have a heart condition, it's just not in my nature to, to kind of 
uh, uh, fall short to anything that I, I know that I'm capable of, even if I have something to try to hold me back in, in that um, in that thing, so to speak. Uh, so for me, it's just an, another day, another dollar, and I just love to 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 just keep on pushing for it, man. Justin, you were a part of the staff that recruited Journey. You were with him during his time at Penn State. What was your early evaluation of Journey Brown? Journey, obviously Journey came in and talked about the transition into track racing. It's funny you said it was the first time hitting a tire, but it makes sense, track racing, because Journey's still one of the fastest recruits that I've ever seen coming out of high school, right? He was coming out as a state champion, 100-meter uh, record holder. What was it, like 10 4 What did you run, 10 46? 10, 10, 10 4 3. My bad, my bad for those three. <laughs> no, we ran 10 for three. And the thing was, Journey was like a developmental running back coming out. So the thing that I always loved about Journey was his development, right? The thing that we talk about the long boys now, those guys coming in as like a mature running running backs. So the way that the pro- program works at Penn State is these guys, they practice and scrimmage on Mondays, right? Like, wait, or was it Mondays or Fridays? Is it Mondays? Right. I'm pretty sure it's Mondays, uh, the Mondays and Wednesdays or something like Mondays that. Mondays and Wednesdays, they practice. So they go full throttle, full tackle to the ground. And at the beginning, you know, there was some stuff with Journey, just that mature aspect of running, put, getting north and south. And the progression that he made, he just every week he got better, more physical running, like saw the holes better. Then you started seeing the 4-3, 4-2 bust out um, in practice. And I always say it's probably one of the most impressive things that I've seen at Penn State is when Journey ran a 40, kind of pulled his hamstring around. 30 yards and still ran like 4-3-2. <laughs> so it was like a 30-yard day yeah. he ran 4-3-2. So, man, I was always a big fan of Journey, and especially the commitment to development in Journey. That was always one of my favorite things of him as a player. Journey, your statistics, uh, your last year at Penn State, 2019, you wind up being the MVP of the Cotton Bowl, the victory against Memphis in, in Dallas. You had over 200 yards rushing in that game. Hell, the team had over 350 yards rushing that day. Mm-hmm. But your numbers in 2019 were eerily reminiscent of what Penn State fans saw last season in 2022 from Katron Allen, almost identical in terms of carries, yards on the ground, and touchdowns. When you look back on it, what clicked for you that season? And to the point that Justin was saying, you went from developmental to the guy almost overnight. A lot of people were looking at Noah Kane, and you took the reins quickly. Yeah, uh, I would, to be honest with you, um, a lot of it was with Coach Snyder. Uh, with me and Coach, I'm a big believer in just how I know myself. And uh, he, he started to get to know me and the way I kind of operated very well. Uh, to the point where we were on a different level uh, between coach and player. Um, he became like my second pops damn near. And he just understood how to get me to 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 be the best me I, I could possibly be. Um, so for me, uh, I love I love the grind. I love I love sitting there and, and, and being a sponge. I love uh, sitting back and, and learning to the point where uh, there's not much else to learn. And Coach Sutter um, realized that in me, um, but he also realized that I would sit back and almost learn too much, if that makes sense. He would he would push me to also learn, but also be able to not. He would always say, "Don't be, don't become a background dancer. Don't get comfortable being a background dancer. You want to be the star. You have to take that leap and be that be that star guy." And uh, I think that that was a big uh, uh, thing for me. And he he just knew how to talk to me to the point where. The, the way my thinking would, he would always give me a different perspective of, of how to operate with stuff. So um, even with um, the stuff I was dealing with outside of football, he would always tell me, like, hey, man, you got about 
three hours, three or four hours of the day that you can leave everything at the door. Don't bring it in here. Don't bring your outside baggage uh, uh, into the football space because this is a time where you can let it all loose and let, let you, that anger or whatever, those emotions out. And um, just step for step, he would just teach me new things. And for me, um, when I get comfortable with somebody like I, and I trust them and they, and they trust me, uh, I feel like I can take that to, to, to the next level. So to the point where how I was with my grandma, you tell me to jump, I'll say, hi, hi. You tell me what to do. I have full faith in it because our connection is, is just that tight. Um, and that's how me and Coach Setter uh, got to the point where um, wherever he told me and whatever he told me, I just believed him and, and went that path because I just had that full and utmost respect and trust into him. So um, I think that was a big thing for me was be able to, even if I messed up, I, I could come to the sideline and not get cussed out or, or fear of losing my job. He would be like, hey, what happened? He would talk to me. And for me, that's good. But at the same time, he would be like, hey, like you a dummy. Like, don't do it again. And I'd be like, you know what, you're right. And for, for, for instance, like we'd be in the season and stuff. And I remember he was talking to the whole room. It's like me, Ricky Slade, Devin Ford, Noah Kane in there, Tank, and uh, Nick Yuri. And he's just like, yeah, you, you a nice guy. And I'm like, who? You know, I'm like, looking around. I'm like, who are you talking to, bro? I ain't never been. Uh... He's like, you, you a nice guy. You, you like running the ball. You just like to be out there having fun. You a nice guy. And like, he knew how to like talk to me because like, like my right hand man, my little cousin Max. Like all, all we do in my family is talk smack. So he just started talking to me, and I knew he wasn't really talking to me. But for even that same, that same breath, I just don't like going like that nowhere. So I'm like, okay, you think I'm a nice guy? I'm gonna show you I ain't no nice guy. Like. You think I'm a chump? I'm gonna show you I ain't no chump. So for me, like I said, that connection for for me and him, it just kept going to the next level where he knew how to push the buttons, but also keep it respectful to the point where I I know he's just talking smack, but he 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 ain't just talking smack. Like he actually it might believe this. Like so for me, it was like I gotta show him that that's not what it is because I I have respect and trust for him. That's a crazy point. That's a great point that you make and, and essentially drilling in that coaching matters, especially mm. in football, such a physical, the physicality that comes along with it and the position at running back, right? Where you have sure. to learn, like learn to run with a level of physicality. We talk about calling you a nice guy and just even tapping into the mentality of the player. So even that development and commitment to development that I always saw in you, that's kudos to having that nice pair with the coach. Yeah. Even when we talk about Chuck Losey and trusting the waste that you're putting on from the physical development of that yeah. happening. Now, listening to you talk about Coach Sider, and I always knew that you guys were close, but hearing the mental preparation of, you know, working in, in confidence and running with confidence yeah. and different things and just being raw about how he's coaching you. So, like, I love to hear those type of mm. stories because, again, that's, coaching matters. And so, yeah, that's, with, no, yeah, with that being said, about. the Long Boys, we got those guys coming up as freshmen this year. And we can obviously know that the program is built to maximize development. What do you like to see from the Long Boys, whether it's Catron Allen or Nick Singleton this year, like a progression in their game from last year as freshmen yeah. to sophomore? And like like you said, like the, the coaching aspect of it, the the, the reason why um, I feel like the, the easy job for coaches is to recruit an athlete. Um, when, when the players come in and they're doing testing, they're doing all these things, like you can just see how athletic they are in general. Like that's the easiest, like that's why you're there. It is because your athleticism is what got you there. Uh, I think a lot of pe people just don't understand how much mental and how much like trust, I guess you could say, 
not only from the head coach, but position coaches, special teams to the strength staff, how much goes into it mentally it's just one of the the biggest tolls you can really do on your body uh, on your body and mind uh, to be honest with you because for me when I was in there as a freshman um I I was there all athletically I could hang with Saquon Miles and then with JT Mark Allen Andre you know I could hang with all them dudes like athletic wise but just the mental aspect like I remember we were doing like how you said we were doing like the, the look squad we was uh, the freshmen were just banging it out every play every play <laughs> And I'm just sitting there, I'm in there 20 plays for running back, and I get like two plays off, Nick Yuri will go in for me, and uh, then I'll go right back in. I'm just like, man, I, who, what, what person in real life can, can sit there and go through 20 plays? And I'm talking to Saquon, he's like, well, I do it damn near every game. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, you, you got me. But even, even with, the, with like Nick and, and, and Katron and, and all the rest of the, the running backs that are there, I feel like Coach Sider does a great job with not only like you you earn your your playing time, you earn your spot. You guys like like the thing with the long boys is like you 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 go in there, you put in the work, you'll get what you get at. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like he don't. It's and you gotta remember too. Like and that's why I was I was actually my pops was just down here. I was talking to him. We was talking about Coach Sider, and I, I told him I was like Coach Sider's job is very hard because he got these kids that love to play football. And he dictates who plays and who doesn't. Um, and it's hard to almost spread that love. And, and it's hard to do those things from a coaching standpoint because like, you bringing these, you, you're taking people's children, right? You're taking people and you, you love them just as much as they do because you're with them 100% of the time, damn near. Uh, football is <laughs> year round. Um, so it's it's hard decision for him to, to play who and who plays. But at the same time, those guys are working hard. To, to get that that time. So I feel like with, with Nick and with Katron, they do a very good job of embodying and, and, and taking that role on what a long boy means. And and they, I think they do a great job uh, on and off the field because you see them, they're they're not prideful. They they're very humble. They they love sharing the, the low. For me, like I said, I said time time before when I played, I don't care if I have one carry or uh, or three hundred and fifty carries. I, I care about winning. Like it, it <laughs> To me, I can have zero yards and no carries. I don't even have to play. We win. I'm happy. Like I, I like at the end of the day, um, and I, I, I've been there long enough. With, with team success comes individual success. So, um, I think those guys take a, a very, very good step into being a long boy. And I think that's what really means is just being a team player. Um, and and I think Coach Sider really does a good job emphasizing that stuff. Penn State fans, Smack Apparel has the best gear for talking smack on game day. Head to smackapparel.com today and be ready for week one with the Save a Couch Beat WVU shirt. Also, check out their Let There Be White tee for the whiteout game against Iowa at Beaver Stadium. There's also the Drink Up Roar On tee, as well as the Saturday's We Are design. If you're watching this on YouTube, scan the QR code on the screen to take you to the website instantly on your phone. Visit Smack Apparel and use our promo code STATE10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's S-T-A-T-E-1-0. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code STATE10 at checkout. Why we're boring when you can wear smack. 
Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels, pomades, and now body washes. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com and use our promo code STATE. 20, that's S-T-A-T-E-2-0 at checkout for 20% off your order. Maestro's Classic, crafting a better you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're hitting on a main point, man. Just in football, the difference in coaching is that trust aspect, like that trust factor between the player and the coach. Like, I'm going out here and put my body on the line. I know your job's on the line, and can we have a mutually beneficial relationship? Because I always talk about myself. Like, I think it was the bet that one of the greatest gifts and a curse for my dad to be my high school head coach or my coach growing up because that that level of trust, understanding exactly what he's saying, and that's why I reached right. my height. And it was level, and it was based on that trust of what he said, what I was doing, and then leaving, always questioning, like, you have my best interest at heart. Like, is this mm-hmm. is this all yeah. true or the team? And all those different things. And so when you see that, whether it's even in development, I look back at myself at Penn State, I probably knew too much going into the game. So like being able to trust different people, if I'm going to the weight room, and I'm like, I disagree with something. I have an opinion about how I should lift, whether it's squatting versus right. high intensity. I mean, there ha- I mean, the program has its way, and I had to trust it. And then if I didn't, mm-hmm. that only affects me and my development of getting better, right? Yeah. So like hearing these different yeah. like touch points of how you trusted Chuck Losey, how you trusted um, Coach Sider going through, and that's like the full development of the person and the player. Because everything mm-hmm. that you're saying, it's like accountability on what's going on. And even that iron sharpened iron uh, mentality with standing next to Saquon, where you know he's a, a freaking nature best athlete in the last couple of decades. And you're like, yeah, 20 carries? I do that every game, dog. <laughs> it's like checking yeah. it, right? So tie it back to what was your favorite moment at Penn State when you were back there running the ball with the long boys? Uh, I, I, I. I have a couple, but one of my favorite um, was I'll, I'll, I'll give a backstory so that you have context. But so when I was a freshman, <clears throat> it was a room full. I think we had like nine running backs in there, eight, eight or nine running backs in there. So we was deep. Um, and I remember just going in there and sitting next to like anybody. Like I was sit, I almost sat by myself and that's when uh, Coach Huff was there. And uh, I didn't know nothing about football. Like for me, I ran the wing team college. I mean, in, uh, in high school. So for me, like, I didn't really, like, I knew football, but I didn't understand and how, knew how, like, in-depth football really was when I was coming out of high school. So when I got there, I was, like, learning, like, just, like, a lot of stuff. And I feel like a lot of guys come in and just know football. Like, I didn't know how to read defenses. I didn't know how to read nothing. So for me, it was, like, all new. So um, uh, so when I was essentially the old head in the room, when I was the old running back and stuff like that, um, I remember uh, – Devin Ford and like Noah Kane uh, were all there. And there was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Kevon Lee and then um, Keziah Holmes came in. And I'm sitting up front and uh, and I'm just like, you know, writing my stuff down. And the way I write notes is for me. Like I write notes the, the way I understand it. 
And uh, like even when Coach Sider reads it, he just be like, I don't even know what this shit says. Like I don't, I don't get it. And like, <laughs> but for me, like when I write it down, it was stuff so I can like retain information and not only retain information, it was like understanding. It wasn't just me remembering plays. It was me understanding football. So for me, I remember like Coach Sider was like, hey, for the for the young guys, new guys, sit sit down, find a new spot, that whatever. I remember I go sit down and like they like kind of standing there. I'm like, what y'all doing? So I go sit down and they come sit next to me, and I I'm like, I'm like, oh y'all y'all sitting next to me to learn from me, and I'm like laughing. I'm like, I I love it so much and I, and I appreciate y'all for sitting next to me. But the dudes you want to sit next to is right behind me, and Dead Four sat right behind me, and Dead Four is one of the smartest like dudes I ever met like football wise. He just got it. Like for me, I would have to sit there. And Coach Sider would always like he would explain stuff, and I like to me like I I, I really wear my emotions on my face. So he would explain uh, explain something, and if I didn't get it, I'd be like, he'd be like, okay, let me explain it different so y'all will understand. I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that. He's like, I can see your face, bro. Like you're not, I'm not dumb. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, you got me. Terrible but poker. Dad would just yeah yeah right. Dad would just sit there and be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like I see why. Write it down in his notes. Same way it was up there. And I'd just be sitting there. I would ask – Dev was my roommate. So we would go, be going through tests and stuff like that. And I'd ask Dev for – I'm like, bro, what, what do we got on this? Like, I, I'm confused. He'd be like, oh, the safety come down. It's the chain effect, so you have to watch the safety. The safety has it down on this side. And probably means the blitzes come from that side. You got to watch the line. I'm like, damn, you're right. You're right. Then you see it that way. And he just – I told him, and I was one of – even though it, wasn't, it shouldn't have been like that, I was one of my proudest moments to, to be like that old head. They came and sat next to me. Um, because they believed in I was like the dude that they they can get them to that level in that aspect. And and I, I tried <laughs> my best, but I was still asking them for help when they was asking me for help. So um but I, I would say that was probably one of my, my favorite moments those young guys like believed in me to the point where they sat next to me to to for, for confidence and, and advice and stuff like that. So um it was that was that was really cool to me for sure. Journey, you mentioned how you were still learning the position in 2018. Fast forward to 2019, a lot of the stories about your teammate, Micah Parsons, was that mm -hmm. he was still learning the position of linebacker. And that was when that Cotton Bowl was when everybody saw you and they saw Micah and everybody was like, oh, my God, these two have tremendous ability. While you were learning your position, you're probably watching on the other line, the side of the line of scrimmage, what he's doing. How was his development? What did you witness? Uh, well, even with, with Micah, I mean, you've seen uh, the, the dude is naturally just like, because I always thought, like, I was like, I'm, I might be the best athlete, just confidence in, my, in myself. I'm, I might be the best athlete I ever watched this earth for. Like, I'm walking around, like, my confidence in me, obviously, I wouldn't be like, hey, guys, I'm the best ever. Like, for me, my confidence and the way I carry myself, I would always think of myself the best. And my mom taught me. Um, but also be humble. With, with Micah, Micah, like Adafi, uh, uh, Shaka, we had, like, Vitor, uh, Jaquan Brisker. Like, these dudes are, like, top-notch. Top like, Jair, like, Tariq Castro Fields. I'm around, like, straight dogs all day. So, for me, in my head, I'm like, these dudes are freaks. But to watch Micah, I went against him constantly, uh, blocking him in, in, in linebacker drills, and uh, with running backs uh, and linebackers would go go over to the side, and we would just go against each other, blocking. You know, they would do like blitz little things, and um, for me, it was like, and I, I would say that was probably another one of my favorite times and stuff because all the linebackers 
would try to go against me. And I would love to go against all of them because we just, like he said, iron sharp with iron. Um, I would take pride in blocking because I was like, if I can block the linebackers we have at Penn State, I can block anybody in the country, let alone we had Jesse Lakeda too. So like Cam Brown, like these dudes are just different. So for me, um, watching Micah just grow um, from the first time I blocked him to, to the last practice, it was like night and day because, like, you know, towards the beginning, I, I would get him. You know, we'd be, we'd be knocking, knocking heads and stuff. And towards the end, you could just see him. Like I would have to watch film on just us blocking to, to, to understand and fully get it down because he was, I was like two steps, you know, ahead and then one step back with, with just how it would be. And I just see him four steps, six steps, eight steps. He would just keep building that. So, and I think a lot of guys on the team did that. Yitor did that. Adafi did that. Um, Brizzy did that. Uh, Jair. Like these dudes were, and that's why I feel like those guys are where they are now because they just kept getting better at those leaps and bounds. And for me, I wasn't going to get caught not doing what they weren't doing. So for me, I was watching them and, and being around them. Like you, you start, surround yourself with people that have common goals as you. So uh, for me, it was it, it, just to see these guys. And, and I, I know you said Micah, but like just to see those guys I was with at that time just progress and want to get better. Um, even on the offensive side, you know, I can go on all day naming the guys, but it was just, it was, it was a great time to be there. And I'm happy, blessed. I don't regret nothing. And I'm happy I was there at that time for sure. It's amazing to hear, man. You talk, you're talking about personnel and culture and how they go hand in hand. And I think that's very important having the right like-minded guys, iron sharpened mm -hmm. iron. We always hear that coming out of the program. You got there. Did you know, you talked about, you mentioned you didn't watch as much football and you were still learning. Did you know how good Micah, I'm mean, not Micah, but, Saquon and Miles were when you walked into the running back room. No, not not <laughs> a, my my best friend Darius. Uh, he was telling me before I even got there. He was like, "Bro, do you understand like the running backs and like, at Penn State?" And at this time, Lamont Wade was playing running back, and he was like five star recruit. So like he was like, "Bro, like Lamont Wade is going to Penn State," and my my boy is like a huge just sport fan like. And he played football with me too, and he was a great uh, football player. But like Darius would always like know all the information on these dudes, like because he would be in that realm and just like keeping up with stuff. And he's like Lamont Wade going to Penn State. We don't know what he's playing. Like he's like on me, like about like just being ready and prepared. He's like, do you understand? Like he's like Saquon Barkley is a starting running back there. Not only that, Miles Sanders is the number one running back in PA and like damn near in the country that was going to Penn State as well. He's like, bro, you don't have to really be on your P's and Q's. He's like, you're going to have to snap or something. And I'm like, bro, man, you know, like, for me, like, I just go with the flow. Like, I'm just like, yeah, man, you know, like, when we get there, we'll see. Like, because, like, like how my mom always told me, like, you you the best. You're like, you the best. Don't ever, like, cut yourself short, so to speak. So, for me, I'm like, when I get there, I'm going to compete with these guys. I can't be no fanboy. And like, we're on the same team. So, for me, even if I come from Meville, which ain't, you know, nothing like a little rinky-dink town in the middle of PA, which is every town in PA, other than Pittsburgh and Philly, you know. <laughs> like, for me, it was kind of like, like, I'm in the same spot as these dudes. So, like, I deserve to be here just as much as them. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. So, for me, I had to keep, like, remind myself that. And when I got there, just to see the, the athletic ability, because, like, I was a, a big fish in a small pond, and then I was a, a fish in the ocean at that point, like, and to see these guys and and the, how big they were. Like, for me, I'm like, you know, in, in my time, I was walking around, they're like, oh, Journey's huge. 
I got there and seen the first dude I ever seen was Ryan Buckholtz. I, I, I don't know if y'all remember that him, but one of the biggest dudes I ever seen in my whole life. I got there and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to call my mom and tell her to come get me because I don't know if I can get tackled by these dudes. Like, it was just so crazy. Now you see, like, uh, Kevin Givens sit, sitting there swatting 500 pounds, and I'm just sitting there, like, with my hands on my face, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Like, and like, I like in my head, like, I like to joke around, I'm like, these dudes are freaks. Like, these are the dudes, uh, I'm just like, thank God they're on my team. Like, I, I would hate to go against these dudes. Like, but, um, but to see and to be around, like, just guys that were, because like, like I said, when I, when I got there, I was a freshman, so these guys were already like, you know, they had their friends and stuff, and I was kind of like a fly on the wall, I felt like, um, and like, like a lot of guys, like Mark Allen, JT, um, Andre Robinson, Nick Yuri, like those are the guys that took me under their wing, Joshua McPherson, like those are the guys that took me under their wing and really like loved on me and let me know like how the, the process worked, because at the same time, like Saquon had to get ready for games, and, and Miles was playing as well, so for them, it was more like they was in the mode that I was in 2019. So, um, what even in that aspect, I obviously I'm a different. I'm different from what they were because um, I had those guys that I named to like kind of teach me the way. So I feel like I watched Saquon in them, but like the dudes that taught me and, and I really feel like that made me to the running back that I kind of became is the guys like behind the scenes. They I stole so much from their game and stole so much from. I wouldn't even say still. I borrow. Right? Like yeah. I, I just learned. So I, I just got so much from them to the point where I feel like I'm those running backs missed, like just matched together. And and I, like I like I know like everybody talks about Saquon. You see those guys all the time. You see what they be doing. But like the guys that I love dearly, hold close to my heart, the guys that um, I had. To, I was uh, roommates with uh, Andre Robinson uh, during um, camp, and I was I was be chilling with Mark Allen on the weekends and. JT was my my roommate on on the uh, away games and stuff like that and on the home games. So for me, and Nick Yuri is one of my best buds. And Joshua McPherson is one of the funniest dudes you ever meet in your life. So those those are the guys that really taught me how to be a running back. And obviously with Coach Sider and, and all the other stuff. But um, but watching the the high level of running backs and how they would be like that was my first like wow these are what like NFL guys look like like these are what I dream to be. So for me, that was really kind of like a, the first hard pill I had to swallow and to realize where I was at and where I should be. And that's what really started making me put my head down and really start working. It's so interesting hearing you say that, man, because like as the listeners are, are cluing in, I mean, you're talking about a, a six foot, 210 pound running back that runs four mm -hmm. two. That's saying that everybody else are, is freaks around them, but not recognizing that you were a freak yourself. And you mentioned yeah. just the lack of, not even the lack of confidence, but maybe your confidence wasn't there when you first got to Penn State. But we built and we were recruiting like those those elite traits, like right? in, in the players and different things of that nature. And whether you were considered a developmental guy, it's interesting hearing your perspective, like a little bit naive to the to the game and coming mm -hmm. in. If you thought you were like a student of the game or a fan and you knew how good I guess Saquon and Miles were. We see all the different things in the recruiting space now guys decommitting or is this offer committable, NIL and all those different things. You think if you were more in tune into the game and maybe a full sense of what you were, would you have still gone to Penn State? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with me, me going to Penn State uh was more uh outside of football type of thing because my grandma was that was my girl that was my number one person um that was the person i i held and still do uh hold so dearly to my heart 
So when she was here, I asked her, I was like, look, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a senior. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm old ahead now. Like, I'm, I'm going to be going off to school here soon. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Like, do you want, you want me to go far away? Cause my dreams, I, I, when I was growing up, I was a Texas Longhorn fan. Like, growing up my whole life, when, when Jordan Shipley and Colt McCoy were tearing up, like, that was like when I would tune in and I loved watching Texas. But, um, my grandma, like, at that time, she wasn't like as mobile as she, she used to be. So for me, I asked her, I was like, wait, like, you want me to stay, you want me to stay close to you? You know, like, cause I had offers from Temple and Philly was like six hours away. And she's like, I want you to, I want you to go play football at the highest level you can. I want you to go play and do what you love to do. But I want you to be able to get back to me if I need you. And I damn sure wasn't going to no pit. I promise you that I was not going to pit. <laughs> um, so there was only really one option. And I, and I feel like, uh, like I said, the confidence in me. And, uh, and this is why I love my, my buddy went to, to uh, Slippery Rock, uh, Isaiah Menon. But uh, Slippery Rock coaches came in and he was like, look, man, like we would love to have you at Slippery Rock. He's like, but what you are going to do is going to be, you, you, he's like, you're, you, you're at the next level. He's like, your ability and whatever, you're at the next level. And that, I always respect Coach Lux for that because he came in and told me, he's like, if, if something happens or anything, you change your mind or whatever, you want to come slip, he's like, we would love to have you. He's like, but at the same time, we know that it, it's, a, it's a stretch for us to even try to, to get you because you're going to be the, that type of guy. And um, so for me, uh, my, with my grandma and everything, I was like, well, like I said, I'm not going, I ain't going to pit. So there's only really one big school that's close enough for me to get home, which is two hours and 48 minutes away. I still remember by heart now. From Evo to State College, two hours, 48 minutes. I was going to, I was going to Penn State. So, um, and I went to the, the, I think 2016 Ohio State Penn State game when uh, Marcus Allen blocked the field goal and Grant Hanley picked it up and took it in for a touchdown. I was there, like I said, that, there's a lot of people, my grandma and my little cousin, Max, um, those were like, those are my people. It's like my little cousin, Max, and he, he's the realest one. They, he the realest they come. I was there with him at that game. My grandma told me to stay close to home. So it, for me, it was kind of like, like my cousin looked at me and he was talking to me. He's right next to me and I couldn't hear him. That's how loud Penn State was. After the game, I was like, oh, no, bro. He's like, yeah, you're going here. And I said, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, so for me, I, I knew it from the get because like, I, and I love, Believe it or not, I love Meville, but at the same time, like I, I got out of there. But uh, I love, I love Pennsylvania. You know, um, it, it's not for me, but I love where I'm from and I love PA. So um, I knew I was going to go to Penn State when when I went to that game with my grandma was telling me. And just to touch on a piece, I mean, obviously your career ended because of a health condition and expedited it. I mean, obviously we know your talent. I mean, you heard Tom earlier about the yards per carry and the impact that you had at Penn State. We all thank you for that. Can you give any advice to players that are transitioning out of the game, some things that you were kind of forced into and maybe they can adopt and getting ready to make that transition out of the game and land on their feet in something that's inspiring and that they want a, another mountain to climb? Yeah, so for, for me um, and, and probably every with you and anybody that really plays and passionate about something since they were a little kid or anything, you're, you're going to be consumed by that thing. When you spend so much time and, and so much blood, sweat, and tears and something, it, it's, it's hard not to get consumed by that. Um, for a long time, I thought I was football player, Journey Brown, instead of Journey Brown that plays football. Um, so it's going to take uh, more than what, what you would think for you to get out of that mindset. Um, it took me a while to just understand, like, well, everything happens for a reason. But when you – 
do something for that long and you you just you, you get consumed by it, it's hard to see past that because you're like, whoa, like what what am I gonna do now? This is all I do. This is all I do. Um it's it's another step where you have to kind of elevate your mind and, and understand that you like football is to us everything, but there is more the, uh, to life than just football. Like I, like I said, that's why I had to get out of that realm and, and experience it for myself to see if it was true. Because for me, that's all it was. Like <laughs> football is. I've been playing football since I can remember, and I and I and to me in my head, I can still be playing football right now. Don't get the game messed up. I can go step on the field and still tear it up. So for me, um, and I think for a lot of dudes, I think the aspect of like letting your feelings and and letting your stuff like you got to feel that let it marinate let like sit in that in the salt like because a lot of people like just think i just was like oh journey brown so positive he just he took that on the chin and just kept going hell no nah. <laughs> i was in my room like on the floor staring at the ceiling just blank like i was just such a shock like they told me i'm not playing football no more so for me like i like with anything like i i lost my escape, my football for me, when I'll get mad, angry, like I had family members passing away left and right, I would go run the football, like football was my, my out. So for me, I had to almost like transcend and take another level mentally to the point where I had to understand and, and, and how to handle um, stuff without having an out. Like, um, and I think that was a big part of me um, growing as a man and understanding that there's more than life. Like I have a daughter um, and like I've been like, like in, truthfully and honestly like you get you get in dark places and you have to understand that like for me it was like hey you you're a son you you're 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 a boyfriend you're a dad you're you're a best friend like you got so many people around you and and for me i was very lucky with the support system i had um for instance like i would be like tell my cousin i'm like so i was talking to my cousin my aunt i'm like y'all watching the game this weekend they're like nah and i was like what you mean you ain't watching the game you always watch the game she said, we watch the game. We love football because how much you love football. They like we love you because you're Journey Brown, not because you playing football. And I was sitting there like, that makes sense. Like that, I, I get what y'all saying because if somebody in my family went through that, I, mean, I don't give a damn what you do. You, you, my man, is because what you showed me growing up in the in the past years, the type of person you are besides football. And for me, that was a big. Thing I had to realize and, and, and um, understand, even with my lady, she would remind me every day. She's like, bro, you, I don't care if you play football. I don't care if you went to the league. She's like, I, I love you because you are you. She's like, you you just light up the room when you walk in there. And for me, I didn't see that. Like, because I just, that's just who I am. So, like, for me, you don't see what you do other than football, but the people that are around you, will, will, they will let you know, you know? Um, so, for me, I would just say, like, you, you if transitioning outside of football, um one it, it it will come to an end inevitably like everything you do in life it comes to an end um and football is just one of those things unfortunately and i think if you just not only uh think of that while you're playing and and don't get ready for it but just think about it and, and cherish the moments you were in because i i like i said i have no regrets i i if i could go back now i wouldn't change a thing like that if I could go back now, honestly, I don't think I would because I'm happy of how it went because I, I thought about that all the time. Um, my mom taught me how to, to remove myself from a situation and realize where I am at that time and place and realize and, and take it all in and let it let it soak in. Like there was a lot of times where I would stand on, on the sideline before practice and just look around like, damn, like I remember dreaming about being here when I was in Meville on the sideline, just 
messing around. I practice like these 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 are spots where people dream of, and I'm here. Like take that in, and I'll run on the field. So for me now, I still like remember those times. I'm like that journey. Then he understood that it everything comes to everything happens for a reason. So for for me, I was already taking those precautionary measures. But I would say like you just appreciate where you're at now. Um, the present is a gift, you know. Um, I know it sounds cliche and corny, but it's really the truth. Um, so I would just say you, most of the guys need to understand like hey, you're more than football, bro. Like there's more than life than football. I'm doing it right now. I'm living a life that I never thought would. I'm changing tires. Like what I would like to be playing in league. I mean, of course, of course. But I like, I enjoy what I do now. Like it, there's more I can do. I get to spend time with my people. I met so many cool people. Um, so like when it comes to the end, like it's not the end, it's a new beginning of something you never thought you would be able to do. Um, and I, and I, not, like I said, I always tell my boys, like when, whenever y'all call it quits or whatever, come, come chill with JB and, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. And I, I tell y'all how, how much fun we about to have on the other side. So, um, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, journey, uh, I'd, I had a lump in my throat for the last couple of minutes. It's just, uh, the, this may be the most emotionally charged, uh, episode we've gotten to do on this show. Uh, really appreciate you sharing all of this, the opportunity to understand your journey, no pun intended, your story, everything that you've experienced. Uh, it's, it's touching, it's inspiring, it's freaking motivating. I'm going to go to the gym now. I, you know? <laughs> no, but sincerely, I, thank you so much. Uh, we wish nothing but the best for you going forward. You're welcome back on here anytime. I hope you enjoyed yeah. the upcoming football season as much of it as you Can't choose to watch. And uh, hopefully Coach Sider isn't blowing you up too much every damn day of your life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, I can't wait. I, I, I was, tell, I was uh, actually um, telling my girl. I was like, "Do you like? Do you feel that?" And she's like, "What?" And I was like, "It's, it's about to be football season." I said, "Every football <laughs> yeah, player yeah. feels that those chills, just those chills when the when the weather starts rolling around, it gets a little mm-hmm. sweaty weather." And I said, "Every football player, if you ever love football or you play football, you you understand that feeling." And it just like I like it. She just kind of got scared because I just started yelling. I was in. I'll just start flexing the mirror. I'm like, let's go. You just, uh, when you understand, you understand. So I can't wait to watch some boys tear it up this year. And, uh, and I, and I love when Coach Sutter hits me up because most of the time he sent me like memes and funny videos anyway. So, <laughs> but no, I'm excited about this season. I really do appreciate you having me on. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at TheKing1 and at Tom Hannafin. State of State is presented by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.